I need a special blessing today because early last week when I typically begin to think about this upcoming sermon for the next Sunday, early last week I was praying, okay, Lord, I have a couple standalone uh, sermons that I need direction for. And so please give me direction on Monday. And so I, I got here early Monday morning in my office and, and I prayed and I met with the Lord and I opened scripture and nothing came to me. It was frustrating all day long. I was, had all these different thoughts going every which way like a ping pong in my brain. And by the time I um, made it home at night and my head was about to hit the pillow and uh, I just breathed a prayer, Lord, can you give me something in the night or even a dream or something? And wouldn't you know, he did. He gave me a dream. I was stuck in middle school and I, I was going to a test. I couldn't remember the combination for my locker. I was in my pajamas, and if you know what I wear, that's highly embarrassing. And so, no, well, that wasn't my dream. But we've all had that recurring nightmare, haven't we? Yeah. It was similar, though. This, this was really the dream. I uh, was getting ready to speak before a huge convention of students at a conference, and, some, and they asked me if I would be willing to share about the importance of God's word to them. And I said, sure, no problem. So I sat down in the front, and there was special music going on. It was a brother and sister duet going on. And I remember thinking, okay, they're good. I have no idea what I'm going to say. So I was piling through the, uh, flipping through the pages of my Bible, just trying to find anything that related to the Bible itself. And I couldn't find anything and I was beginning to panic and sweat, and then I woke up. But right when I woke up, that's when God began to speak. And I got a pad right next to me, and I just started writing down two and a half, three pages worth of notes. It just came straight from God. I knew that it did. I knew it was from God. He spoke to me in a still, small voice. And it had to do with the Word of God. It had to do with listening to Him and hearing Him. And so I was highly encouraged that he gave me this message. And the first image I had was Jesus standing at the door of my house. I opening the door, and there he was. And what do you suppose Jesus said to me? I ask you, if Jesus were to literally knock on the door of your house, you open the door in the morning, what would he tell you? What would he say to you? And I suspect he would say the same thing to you that he did to me in my, in my thought. And that was, follow me. Come on, follow me. Just like he had to his disciples and to so many others when he walked on the earth. Follow me. Learn from me. Listen to me. Obey me. Jesus is, in fact, standing at the door of our hearts every day. And he's saying this very, asking us, or saying the same thing in Revelation 3. Here I am, I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Now, when Jesus said this to the church in uh, Laodicea, he was saying it to believers. We often use this and hear this in reference to unbelievers. Open the door of your heart, receive Jesus, and then you can be born again and go to heaven. And that's a good thing, but he's speaking to believers here. 
Jesus is saying, every day I'm asking you to come follow me. Do you hear God speak to you? Jeremiah put it this way, call to me and I will answer and I will tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. I want to know God's thoughts. God says, call to me, I will answer you. So how do we hear God and how do we know what he's speaking to us? It's a simple message today. How can we hear the voice of God and be confident that it is God's voice? We hear in different ways. Like Elijah, we hear him in a still small voice. Elijah was in the cleft of of a cave rock on a hill and, and he was expecting to hear God in a huge storm with the winds, but he didn't hear God. And then he he expected that he would hear God in the earthquake, but he didn't hear God in the earthquake. Then he he expected to see another spectacular sign. He saw a fire, a consuming fire, and yet he didn't hear God. And so I, I can picture in my mind him just sinking to the ground in defeat. And then he heard the voice of God in a gentle whisper or a still, small voice. We can, we can hear God that way. Or we can hear God like Moses did. It may be a burning bush, a spectacular event in your life that gets your attention, a miracle. Or we might be like Jonah. We might need a wake-up call to hear the voice of God. Jonah had to be cast overboard and swallowed by a fish and spit onto the before he heard the voice of God and was obedient to go and spread God's word. Or perhaps through godly counsel, through another person, the Apostle Paul would write letters to the churches and they would hear the voice of God through the Apostle Paul. Or perhaps through what we have here today, the word of God. When we open up scripture and we read through something and then God stops us, it piques our interest and we meditate on a passage, then we need to ask some questions as we're meditating. Is this a command that I need to obey? Or is this a promise that I can claim? Or is this a sin that I need to confess or avoid in my life? Or perhaps it's an action step God wants me to take in obedience. Or perhaps it's something about God revealing himself to us to encourage us. So as we look at scriptures and we ask these, this is what I teach in discipleship class, ask these five questions as you read the Bible. The living word of God meets us through his written word. And when we spend time with Jesus and his word, he may give us a very specific message through our thoughts, prompting, or through scripture, or he may simply prepare our hearts to receive what he has for us that day. He posture, we posture ourselves in the position to receive and, then he, and he positions us in a place to receive from him throughout the day. You see, Jesus is always doing stuff around us every day. He's active all around us. Uh, he doesn't ask us to go and do things for him. Rather, he asks us to follow him and join him in what he's already doing. And so if we follow him, then we get to participate in what he's already doing. And that is a high privilege. I first remembered learning this when I was in a singing group called Heart Song. 
And uh, there's a picture of me. Can you tell which one it is? No, I, I'm sitting on the left with a vest. No, that's not me. I'm on the bottom there. But I was, uh, we went from house to house. For two years, I did this. <coughs> we stayed in host homes uh, for four or five days, and then we got a day and a half off, and then we went to another church, and we traveled the four corners of the United States and then Canada. And, uh, and I remember praying, God, uh, I want to hear from you this week. I want to know what you're doing, and I want to join you and participate with you. And so I journaled. I had a notebook. I still have it. And I, every week I would write down how God spoke to me and, and how he led me to be able to minister to someone, to bring encouragement to their life this week. And it was the first time in my life I ever felt like I was being used in very specific ways by God. It was miraculous to me. It was a great adventure. Week after week, how I was able at the end of the week record that this is how God used me as his vessel to be able to touch lives in this church. Sometimes we are content to read little devotionals for our morning devotions, you know? And we hear other people's thoughts about how they heard from God. And so we hear third hand, sort of. But God said, that's okay. You know, books are good, devotionals are great. But you can hear directly from me yourself. That's the better thing. How can we learn to hear? It may seem strange to us to hear the voice of God, but it's not that strange to know what God is thinking through this, primarily, because we do this all the time. When we open up the computer and we get on social media and we read like Facebook, I know what Stacy's thinking based on what he posts. I know uh, if someone is angry based on what they post. I know if they're celebrating or if they're sad. I know what they want me to think by what they post. I can tell you a lot about a person by simply reading their social media posts for the day. And God says, that's fine and good. You spend too much time on this. Why don't you read my social media? Because I will tell you what I'm thinking too. And he will. And it's exciting an adventure to hear what he's thinking. He might be, he said to his disciples, follow me. If he's standing at the door of our hearts, he's saying, just follow me, learn from me, listen to me, and, and obey me. Now God again may give us a specific assignment or he may position us in a place to receive. Like when Lynn and I took a walk last Sunday night, just let's go for a walk. We walked around our neighborhood just going to be a quick walk, but by the time we got home, we realized we had stopped and talked to four friends, some of them from this church, and uh, we were privileged to be able to pray with two of them um, and just share together, and it was so enriching to us, but also we could be uh, used in their lives as well. So we had true fellowship on our little walk. Had we not been in a position to receive from God, we might have just said, hey, how you doing, and walk right past God is doing something around us all the time, all around us. Are we intent on hearing him? Um, or, where's Julie Metter today? Julie, are you in here, or are you in the first service? There you way back there. On Thursday, we got a call. Someone needed to get to the hospital, ASAP, emergency-like, and we were unable to do this in the office because we had appointments, and so we thought, who could we call? We called up Juliana Metter, and she said, Sure. What, when does she need to be there in Hutchinson? In an hour? She said, okay, give me your number. And so she was in a position to be obedient, and she walked with God, and God used her in the life 
of women who needed help? Will we be discerning and available when opportunities present them? Or will we um, pass right by? Well, what obstacles prevent us from hearing and obeying the word of God or the voice of God, causing us to miss his opportunity for us today or opportunities? First, a prideful heart. Psalm 10, in his pride, the wicked man does not seek him. In all his thoughts, there is no room for God. I don't need God. I'm gonna just do my own calendar today. I got is plenty full without God's agenda. The Pharisees heard with their ears. They saw miracles before their very eyes when Jesus was in their midst, and yet they refused to acknowledge him. They, they refused to submit to him and hear him. Prideful hearts or distracted hearts, like the rich young ruler who wanted to know God desperately, even asked Jesus, how in the world can I make it to heaven? How can I know the kingdom? And Jesus said, obey the commands. And he said, well, all the commands I have kept, the young man said, what do I still lack? And Jesus answered, if you want to be perfect, go, sell your possessions and give to the poor and you'll have a treasure in heaven. Then come and follow me. And when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he had great wealth. He was distracted by his wealth. There are many things that can distract us in this life. And there are many things that are even good things that can distract us from the best thing. Do you know that the average person will live to be 78.3 years of age? According to demographers, they said during this average lifespan, this is what we will do during those 78.3 years. We'll sleep for 26 years. We'll listen to music for 13 years. We'll spend 12 years at work. Spend nine years watching television. Shop for, unless you watch the Kardashians, and it'll double. And then, kidding. Uh, shop for six years. You'll do housework for four years. Eat for three years. Invest three years in, in your social media. Uh, stand up in line for two Stand in line for two and a half years, attend uh, corporate meetings for two years, spend 18 months in traffic, wait six months at red lights, waiting for it to turn green. By comparison, at the end of our 78.3 years or whatever, when we're standing before God and when he adds up all the time that we spent with him, listening to him, and then learning from him and obeying him, what will it add up to? Moses said, the length of our days is 70 years, or 80 if, if we're fortunate. If we have strength, teach us to number our days aright, God, that we may gain a heart of wisdom. The rich young ruler spent time investing in his finances. The very thing that would bring him peace and purpose and happiness and security, but we know from reading the account that he still had a void in his soul, and he didn't know how to fill it. You two sings, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. The Beatles sang, can't buy me love. Oh, buy me a diamond ring, my friend. You know, can't buy me love. Money can't buy me love. That was his issue. That was his idol. That was his distraction which prevented him from pursuing the best. We're told that he turned and he walked away sad because he could not give up that which distracted him. 
Thirdly, unresponsive hearts will prevent us from hearing the voice of God. We can seek to learn more and more and grow in our knowledge, but and seldom hear the voice of God. They studied the scripture, we're told. They studied and studied the scripture, but they refused to come to me. James 1.22, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. The church in Ephesus in Revelation 2, Jesus said, I know your deeds and your labor and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate those who are evil, those who falsely can't claim to be apostles. In other words, you know the truth. You've got the knowledge. You've got what's going on. You know it. You're serious students of my truth. Yet I have this against you. You have abandoned your first love. Repent and perform the deeds you did at first. We can know all the right things. We can speak all the right things without ever living the right way. Our hearts will become more and more calloused when we hear the word of God taught or when we read the Bible for ourselves or when we hear preaching on the radio or at church. We can, the more we hear and not obey, the harder our hearts will become. I've said this many times before. Our hearts can be like clay or wax. Put them out in the hot sidewalk sunshine, the clay will turn harder and the wax will melt. Are our hearts becoming harder when we subject ourselves to the Son of God and His teaching, or are they becoming softer? Do not merely listen to the Word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says, and then you'll be blessed, we're told. So then, how do we hear the voice of God? We need to develop expectant and receptive hearts. Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God. Seek him first above your distractions. Or Psalm 5, in the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my request before you and I wait expectantly. Be still and know that I am God, he says. Are we doing that? Have we developed a personal habit to spend time every day listening to God? Or have we thrown this out with our first love? Uh, Secondly, we need to develop trusting hearts in Psalm 20. Some trust in chariots and others in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God. What do we trust for our security and for our peace? Thirdly, we need to develop responsive hearts do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves do what it says then you'll be blessed in what you do so if Jesus were to knock on the door of your heart tomorrow and you were to say follow me listen to me learn from me obey me will you will you respond we can respond like Moses initially responded at the burning bush You know what he did? Because of his insecurity, he said, God, uh, I hear what you're saying. Go set my people free, you know, but you got the wrong guy. I'm not qualified. He began to argue with God and be defensive initially, and we can do that too. I hear what you say, Lord. I see what you want me to do, but oh, God, you're asking a little bit too much of me today. You know, uh, I am not capable of doing that. I'm not capable of loving my enemy and blah, blah, blah. Or we can be like Jonah. 
We can read the word of God. He can speak to us and we can say, uh-uh, I don't like your plan, God. Wrong. I'm going in the opposite direction. So God may have to use a wake-up uh, incident to get us to hear, hello. Or we could be like Elijah, who when he finally heard the still small voice, he promptly obeyed. As the prophet of God, he went and spoke to the nations. Who was like Isaiah in Isaiah 6. Then Isaiah said, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send? And who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here am I, send me. Now someone who is like that uh, in the past year and a half or so, someone who's been responsive is a friend named Tyler Suderman. He works at Central Plastics. Um, I go out to lunch with him every now and then and have great conversations, and I've seen a transformation happen in Tyler's life. He would, he does weekly give me an update on text, and he, he says things like, God has completely restored my life. I'm grateful of what he's doing in my life. My life is completely different, and it is. I can testify to it, and he will testify to it uh, for about a couple minutes as we conclude this sermon. Thanks for sharing, Tyler. Thanks, sir. Good morning, or afternoon, or whatever it is. Over the past several years, God has healed me mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. I have developed healthy habits that have helped me develop a strong relationship with God and others, and it also has helped me in my professional career as well. About a year and a half ago, I started a year-long plan to read the whole Bible. It took a lot of discipline and dedication, but I followed through every morning and finished it. I truly believe that to have a strong relationship with God, we need to be plugged into His Word daily. I also used resources like books from Rick Warren and Max Licato and music like Lecrae and Lauren Daigle and Caleb Radio to help me along the way. I also followed Dave Ramsey's financial principles and it helped me get my financial life in order. Building strong habits has given me a lot of peace and freedom and I'm in the best shape spiritually, emotionally, and mentally that I've ever been in. I truly believe that anyone can experience what I've experienced, but it will take discipline and consistency. A verse that really speaks a lot of truth to me is 1 Timothy 4.8. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So my conclusion is that in order to grow in your relationship with God and others, you have to be intentional about walking with Him daily. Thank you. And not only does Tyler receive, but he gives. He's um, serving in the booth today, but he's also a youth counselor. He helps with a small group for high school, I believe, or is it middle school? Anyway, yeah. All right, well, let's pray. Uh, Lord God, as we conclude this service in worship once again, in prayer, I mean, in music, I mean, as we lift up our voices, may we make mindful uh, thoughts that you are standing right before us. You're asking us to follow you into this next work week. Lord, I don't know what that means for each person. We may not know what that means for us right now, but Lord, we will position ourselves in a place 
to receive from you, even as we worship. Speak to us and lead us, I pray. Amen.